living with tomorrow in mind. Hallelujah. Living with tomorrow in mind. Tomorrow is your latter end. Hallelujah. And when we are talking about living with tomorrow in mind, what we're saying is that live and prepare for your tomorrow. Hallelujah. Because your today definitely affects your tomorrow. What you do today will affect your tomorrow. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Life is not how you make it. Life is how you fit yourself in God's plan, in God's will, in God's purpose, in God's commandments today for your tomorrow. Hallelujah. Amen. Shall we celebrate the Papa? And celebrate the Mama. I salute all the ministers. In this season, you must know how to always give honor to whom honor is due. That is also part of your living with tomorrow in mind. Hallelujah. Amen. In 2 Chronicles chapter 27, verse 6. Oh, thank you, Jesus. 2 Chronicles 27, verse 6. He said, so Jotham became mighty. You shall be mighty. Because God is honoring you. Jotham became mighty. Not because he was called Jotham. Not because he was a king of Israel. But he said, Jotham became mighty because he prepared his ways before the Lord his God. Hallelujah. Your today affects your tomorrow. So prepare your ways before the Lord in your today for your glorious tomorrow. Praise the Lord. And Jesus also gave us a scenario. So realize that if we are living today with our tomorrow in mind, we're talking about we preparing ourselves. Because God had already prepared us for glory in advance. Amen? All he needs from you and I is to say yes to him. Hallelujah. Amen. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse number 9. 1 Corinthians 2, 9. He said, I had not seen, neither ear have heard, Neither have it entered into the heart of men. 
the things which God had prepared for them that loved him. Hallelujah. So before you were born, God had already prepared something for you. Do you believe that? It is not now that he's prepared. He's already prepared it. He did it in advance. Amen? All that he needs from you and I today is to say yes to him. So that all these glorious things will manifest in our lives. Hallelujah. Amen? In Luke chapter 14, Jesus gave us another wisdom. Luke 14 verse 28 and 29 30 He said for which of you intending to build a tower seated down not down first and counted the cost whether he have sufficient to finish it. Say I will finish it. Hallelujah. I've not started my message. Praise the Lord. He said, which of you will be building and will not sit down and prepare and make sure he finishes it? This year and beyond, you will finish it in grand style. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's happily after he had laid the foundation and is not able to finish it, all that behold, they begin to mock him. He said, if you are not able to finish it, if you are not able to make it well for your tomorrow, men will mock you. But that is a tofiakwa to you and I. Hallelujah. Amen. Because we'll finish it, not because of where we are, not because of what we have, but we'll finish it by the revelation of God in the light of his word. This season, God will be speaking to you and I. Praise the Lord. And you need to have that ear that hears. Hallelujah. He said, if you are not able to finish it, the enemy and his cause will want to mock. But that cannot be. That is why we are here. Learning to live our lives to prepare for our tomorrow. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Your preparation must have three key elements. That is your desire. That's number one. In this season, watch your desires. So delight yourself in the Lord. Let that be your desire. Hallelujah. That my desire is to fulfill your purpose. Number two, your dedication. And number three, your actions. Watch these three things. That if you and I can't prepare ourselves, we need to cultivate a desire that will always befit the Lord. Hallelujah. He said, my soul tested after thee. This morning you are in church. But what is your desire? It doesn't help for your tomorrow. So condition your desire to better your tomorrow because your today and its activities will surely affect 
your tomorrow. And your dedication because your posture will determine how far God will go with you. Praise the Lord. And your actions upon his word will tell how far the Lord will favor you and I to greater heights. Amen? Hallelujah. So it is not just doing something to represent something. It is situating yourself where the Lord will have you and I to be and doing what we are supposed to do and committing ourselves to them. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. God always have us in mind for our tomorrow. And he has prepared everything for you and I. So the charge to you and I is that we must make sure that our today is better than our yesterday. And our tomorrow should be better than our today. Is somebody hearing me? Hallelujah. Amen. What you do with your life today is a negotiation for your tomorrow. Whatever you say, whatever you do, wherever you go, what you're doing is that you are negotiating for how you should be tomorrow. Because Bible says that be not deceived. Whatever a man sows, that is what he will reap. Galatians 6 verse number 7. And in Job chapter 4 verse 8, Job 4, 8. Thank you, Lord. Job chapter 4, verse 8. Okay, let's read this and then we'll come to Job. He said, be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also read. Verse 8. For if he soweth to his flesh, Shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap everlasting life. Lift up your hand, hand with me. Say, Lord, help me to sow to the spirit. A lot of Christians in our day have been corrupted and compromised. Today I'm teaching so I'm taking the very cool. Because we are not sowing according to the fashion of the spirit of God. We are being moved by sight. But we should be moved by the light of God's word. Hallelujah. Amen. Job 4, 8. Job 4, 8. He says, even as I have seen, they that plow iniquity and sow wickedness, they also reap the same. Praise the Lord. If I plow in iniquity and I sow in wickedness, the same 
will come back to me. That is why when you live your life today, you must have tomorrow in mind. Hallelujah. Amen. Our tomorrow is very, very good. But it depends on how we condition ourselves for it. Is somebody hearing me? It's not just about just coming to church. It's not just about showing your face. It's about fitting yourself in the word of the Lord and in the law of God. Is somebody hearing me? There are two things. The word of the Lord. Every day his word will come to you. And his commandments are yea and amen. Praise Jesus. Amen. So make today better than yesterday. And make tomorrow better than today. It all depends on your choices and your decisions. Hallelujah. Your success for tomorrow depends on the choices you make today. Praise the Lord. Amen. So live with tomorrow in your mind because what you do today affects tomorrow with a consequence. God asks a very, very powerful question in Proverbs chapter 6. And I remember so many years ago, opening my eyes to it. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 27 28. He says, is it possible for you to take a fire into your bosom and not get bent? Hallelujah. Can a man take fire in his bosom and his clothes not be bent? Can one go upon hot coats and his feet not be bent? He's talking about our actions and the reactions that follow them. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody here? Amen. Live your life today with tomorrow in mind. Somebody say, no. Oh, yeah. I dream it now. Because you cannot take fire into your bosom and not get bent. Hallelujah. Amen. Know what to do in these times. And know what to confront. And know what to fight. Because what you confront and what you fight, you conquer. In this season and beyond, so many things will come. But know what you are supposed to fight to make sure that your tomorrow becomes better for you. Hallelujah. Amen, somebody. Here, Paul, in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 6 to 12. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 6 to 12. Paul says something. He was talking about life. And he was just reminding the people that whatever you do, think. Think about tomorrow. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 6 to 12. Flow with me. Chapter 6, verse 6. Verse number 6. He said, but godliness with contentment is great gain. 
Go. For we brought nothing into this world. And it is certain we can carry nothing out. Paul was speaking to Christians. He was not speaking to unbelievers. Hallelujah. I'm talking to somebody. Praise Jesus. Oh, Jesus. And having food and raiment, let us be there with content. Live your life with tomorrow in mind. Nine. But they that will be rich, get understanding. He didn't say if you are rich, you fall. But he said, they that will force. They that will use ways and means. I've seen a lot of Christians, even ministers. So it doesn't matter. The end justifies. Yes, the end justifies. But how you got there is very, very important. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. They that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare. And into many foolish and hateful lusts. Which draw men in destruction and perdition. Oh, Christoni. Are you with me? He said, God gives us the power and the wisdom to make wealth. So when you rely on God, he leads you in what to do, where to be, to get what you have to get. Praise the Lord. And he said, when you are ready, do any kind. Sometimes that's why you didn't step on people. That's why sometimes you bite people. The Lord help us. Because all of these things can be accomplished and we can see something good, but the tomorrow will not be good. He said, God cannot be mocked. Because what a man soweth, what you do it today will definitely come back to you. Hallelujah. Amen. He said, give, and it shall be what? Don't always think of money when that scripture. So whatever you give out, it shall be given back to you. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Verse 10. We're going to 12. But thou, O man of God. Oh, verse 10. For the love of money is the root of all evil. He didn't say money is evil. He said the love of it. Amen. So I always tell people, have money. But don't let money have you. If money have you, then you love in him. Praise Jesus. Amen? So money is good. Tell your neighbor, money is good. Because money is a defense. Money answers all things. But the love of it, 
the love of it. I know of a brother because of the love of it. In the U.S., he decided that he went to his supervisor that I, I want to work on Sundays so that I can make more money. And I look at him and say, you are joking. Who gives you that strength to walk to that workplace on Sunday? Said the lie because he's heard that, hey, on Sunday, yes, on Sunday when you work, the dollars flew. And I remember those times, there were so many troubles. I was called to go visit the wife in the hospital. I went, where is your husband? Said, hey, he's always working. So my friend, watch it. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, watch it. Money is good, but the love of it is evil. Praise the Lord. He said, why some converted after they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows? Seen a lot of Christians. Very, very audacious. But today, they are nowhere to be found because they allowed money to have them. But God wants you and I to have money and no money to have us. Hallelujah. Think about tomorrow. Amen. Verse 11. But thou, O man of God, this is generic, thou, O woman of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. Flee. What's the meaning of flee? Flee means you are running and flying at the same time. Flee from these things. In our day, that is what is happening. You go out there, hey, people are doing everything to grab. But we have not been called to grab. We have been called to have it. Hallelujah. Amen. Our system is different from that of the world. So let them do their way. We'll do it the way God wants it. And he will always give us the wisdom and the power. Praise Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Verse 12. Last one. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Whereunto thou art also called and hast professed a good profession unto many witnesses. In this time, with tomorrow in mind, fight a good fight. Hallelujah. Lift up your right hand and say, Lord, grant me the grace. No, be serious. Lord, grant me the grace to fight a good fight. Because many Christians are fighting a bad fight. On the outward, it's as if, oh, it is happening. But he who knows that which is within knows that it is nothing. And before long, that which is hidden will be revealed. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. So my prayers the Lord, help me to fight always a good fight. Amen. Praise the Lord. Fight. And have a strong passion. And desire. For a good success. For your tomorrow. In Joshua he said. So that you have good success. He didn't say so that you have success. So it means that there could be successes that are bad. And there are successes that are good. But I choose to go. The way of good success. 
And so I will live my life with tomorrow in mind. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't allow men to cloud you out of the ways of God. But sit straight and emphasize your belief and your trust in God. And follow his values and standards. And say, yet a little while, what will come, will come. Hallelujah. It's just a matter of time. Praise the Lord. And so fight that good fight. In the name of Jesus. All we are saying in this message. And all that the Lord is saying. It's a message, not a sermon. Is that God has plans for our tomorrow. And he has already prepared for them in advance. All that we are saying is that make sure your tomorrow becomes good from the choices and the decisions you make. And the last thing is that make sure and know that it is your responsibility. It is my responsibility to end well in life. Amen? Am I talking to somebody here? It is your responsibility to end well. Because God already has planned it for you and I to end well. But the manifestation of it depends on you and I. That's why we need to tap into the realms of God. Amen? And then do what we have to do. Hallelujah. What we need to know, what we need to understand, why we must have tomorrow in mind is that God is a recorder and he's a rewarder of our actions and our lives. So whatever you do, whatever I do, God is recording. And in due course, he will reward. Amen? In Revelation chapter 22, verse 12, God is a recorder and is a rewarder. He has a big eye that sees what you and I do, even in our secret places. Hallelujah. And behold, I come quickly. Do you know we are in the last days? Some of you are not responding to us. It's like, hey, Jesus, don't come now. Amen. <laughs> but he will come. Anyway. Hallelujah. If in those times he said, I come quickly. Then more than 2,000 years now. Hey, then how do we call it? The English people, how will we say? The quickly what? Ah, uh-huh. Papa said quickly, quickly, quickly. He said, I come quickly and my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. So his reward, he's a rewarder. And then according as his work, he's recording our works. And in 2 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9, he also made a statement to a king who thought that he could do it anyway, anyhow. 2 Chronicles 16, verse 9. Hold on, my life. 2 Chronicles. 
chapter 16, verse 9. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth, throughout. So there's nothing hidden before him. And said to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect. Those who live with tomorrow in mind will always strive to have a perfect heart before God. Amen? They will not strive to have the acceptance of men, but to first have the acceptance of God before men. Praise Jesus. And in 1710 of Jeremiah, he made a statement. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 10. Please make sure you have all these scriptures. You have to stay all night to get this message for you and I. Hallelujah. He said, I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the race, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. God is a recorder. He's recording. And one day he will reward. So have tomorrow in mind for what you are doing today, for what I'm doing today. Hallelujah. Amen. Say, Lord, help me to have tomorrow in mind. You know, sometimes when I look at some people, it's like, hey, they don't know that there's something called tomorrow. And so they do anything, anyhow. Praise Jesus. The God is calling our attention. So tomorrow is there. So that is why and what we need to know that God is a recorder and is a rewarder. Number two, whatever you sow, you reap. And number three, it is not just enough to begin, but to end well. Hallelujah. Amen. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 8. He said the end of the thing is the most important thing. That does not mean beginning is not good. We need to begin well. But make sure you end well. So while you ended it well, you can be told, well done. Hallelujah. There are two statements that you made. My prayer is to have the first statement. It's a well done, thou good and faithful servant. The other one said, thou unprofitable and wicked servant. You know why it says wicked? He has given us all his Holy Spirit and everything and, and we waste it and then do what we want to do. Oh, we are wicked. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Are you being blessed? Amen. Second Timothy 4, St. Paul said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. So, beloved, we are having tomorrow in mind because we must finish it well. He said, I have finished my course and I have kept the faith. That is why how you get there is very, very important. Amen? You know, in history, there's been some athletes who got gold in the Olympics, blah, blah, blah. But later on, when it was found out that 
they cheated by taking some, what do you call it? Steroids and setting uh, drugs. What happened to them? All those glory were stripped from them. Praise Jesus. Say, Lord, minus me. That is why you and I must sit up and check ourselves for the tomorrow. Hallelujah. Men may applaud me today, but God holds the tomorrow. Praise Jesus. Men will applaud you today, but God holds the tomorrow. And what he says is the final thing. Amen? That's why in Matthew 25, he said, but Lord, were we not those who were healing the sick? We were doing this. And he said, oh, I don't know you. Men <laughs> knew them for doing all those things. They were not thinking of the tomorrow. That God is watching every action of theirs. Every movement of theirs. Every schemes of theirs. Every conspiracy of theirs. Paul said, and I speak the truth. And the Holy Ghost is my witness. And I do this in the sight of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And I like what John, 2 John, verse 8. 2 John is only one chapter, so verse 8. 2 John 8. Beloved, we need to finish it. It's not enough to start. So we were there, we were there. You were there, but today where are you? Hallelujah. He said, look to yourself. Or take heed to yourselves. That we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward. We must finish well. That's why in this season, listen to me, I'm talking to someone. In this season, we need to start having honest conversation with God in our prayers. It's not just about the tongues, but I'm honest. Let God know that you know that he knows every situation about you. Am I talking to somebody here? What God was saying that sometimes we behave as if we think he doesn't know whatever you and I are going through. So we need to come back home and start honest conversation with God. Let God know that he knows what you and I go through. And talk to him. And make straight paths for our feet. And correct ourselves. And rebuke ourselves. And check ourselves. Hallelujah. Amen. In this season, don't wait for somebody to come and check you. Check yourself. Tell your neighbor, check yourself. Because tomorrow is there for you and I. Hallelujah. Amen. And well, and I love this, my scripture for my ministry. Acts 20, 24. Hallelujah. We must end well. So have tomorrow in mind. Acts 20, 24. He said, but none of these things move me. That's my scripture. Anytime things are said, I go there. Hallelujah. He said, whatever you go through does not move you, should not move you. Neither count I my life dear unto myself. So that I might finish my course with joy. It will be joy because we are finishing well. Hallelujah. And 
and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify of the gospel of the grace of God. In this season, have tomorrow in mind and don't let anything move you to do anything untoward. Anything that is contrary to the values and to the standards of God. Nobody may see you. The Papa may not see you and I. But God sees you and I. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Say, Lord, lift up your right hand. Lord, help me not to be moved to do the wrong thing. Your beloved, you cannot run in the wrong direction and expect to arrive at your right destination. It doesn't work that way. Amen. So in these times, don't forget about the three key necessities of your spiritual life. Studying the word of God. Praying and hearing from God. Hallelujah. If you have tomorrow in mind, you take time to study. Have a time in the word of God. The Bible said you look into the word and it's a mirror that mirrors your life back to you. And then you can see whether your face is straight or not and check it. Hallelujah. Your man will say, oh, you are okay. But the word will tell no, you have something more. He said that the man came to Jesus. He said, how can I attest to Go do this. Said, oh, I have done all these things. But Jesus said, yes, you have done all but." There's one thing more. When you take your time into his word, he will speak to you. And take time to pray. And make sure you hear his word. Hallelujah. Let us hear his word every day so that we don't run in the wrong direction. Because if we are on the wrong direction, there's no way we'll get to the right destination of our lives. And let us take time to hear because, beloved, let me say this. Maybe one time, another time we'll talk more about that. God sometimes adjusts his instructions based on the conditions. Hallelujah. Amen? So he told Abraham, go and kill Isaac. But along the line, God adjusted and brought a ram. If Abraham had not heard well from God, he would have killed Isaac. Am I talking to somebody here? Because God, by his sovereignty, he told Moses, you will lead my people. But did, did Moses get there? No, did Moses get there? No. At the, along the line, God adjusted because of a condition. That Moses went off. He told Ezekiah, prepare your house. You are going to die. But based on the conditions, God adjusted. And he said, I've added 15 more years. Am I talking to somebody here? So, beloved, sometimes you hear it today from the beginning of the year. Thank you, Lord. But make sure you are always there to hear so that if there's any adjustment, you can hear very well for your tomorrow. 
Because sometimes the tomorrow becomes some way, and it's as if God did not speak. He spoke. But it's because I just heard it once, and now I decided to do it my own way. Or maybe I decided to use my own experience. Sometimes experience can fail you. But when you have his directions every day, there's no way you fail. Say, Lord, help me to hear well from you. That's one of my prayers for this year, that I must continue to hear well. Hallelujah. Because as we go to and fro, there are so many things that can affect our hearing. But we need the light of his word to clear our ears and to clear our eyes so that we can see and see well and be on the right path. He said, he shall lead me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Hallelujah. He said, mark the perfect man. Behold the upright. 37, 37 Psalms. He said the end of that person is peace. But before the peace comes, in 37, 23, he said the steps of the righteous is ordered. How is he ordered? He hears every day and he takes a step at a time. So whereas everybody is running, you know that this is not a season to run for me because I've heard from God. People may not understand you. Amen? In this season, you don't expect everybody to understand you. Am I talking to somebody? Make sure you hear very well and do very well so that when the glory comes out, everybody will be quiet and give praise to God. When Peter was asked to go to Cornelius' house, and Bible said the church in Jerusalem heard that Peter had gone to a Gentile house and the, the, the whole church rose against him. They didn't understand Peter. But Bible said Peter persisted and when he came back, he rehearsed the matter. In other words, he made them to know every details of what God told him. Or in other words, every detail of what he heard from God. And Bible said, after he had explained, Bible said, and they kept their peace and gave glory to God. Let that be your story. That you will always follow the way of the Lord. You go the way of the Lord. That sometimes people will not understand, but you will go and go in its full details and complete it in a very nice way and people will behold the glory of God. Say, Lord, help me to hear you well. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you with me, somebody? So, let us start our honest conversation. This is very, very dear. I, I, I had to write it in red. That the time has come that you and I must start honest. Don't think you can hide anything from God. I cannot hide anything from God. Hello. I can come and jump, jump, jump. But I know inside me, I'm going down, down, down. Start an honest conversation and talk to God. Let God come your way and bring solutions. Because God is in the business of fixing things in these times. Because tomorrow is there for you and I. 
Hallelujah. Amen. To conclude our discussion for today, let me show you some few things that if you live with tomorrow in your mind, you always put into practice. You always practice. Certain actions, certain attitudes, certain posture that you will consciously cultivate and live by them. And I'm using the word consciously. It will not come automatically. You and I will have to diligently work at them. Hallelujah. Amen. Number one. Put God first and consult him first and last in all your life situations. Put God first. Consult him. Listen to me. Consult him first and last in all your life situations. Love the Lord and put him first. Praise Jesus. Amen. Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. He said, he said, don't lean on your own understanding. He said, in all your ways, bring him on the scene. That's how the Lord told me when I was studying those that scriptures so many times. John, what I want you to do is that in everything that you go through, always bring me on the scene. It doesn't matter how small it is. Bring me on the scene and I will direct your path. So, if you have tomorrow in mind, you always put God first in whatever you do. Hallelujah. Number two, at all times, remind yourself that you are a candidate of the kingdom for heaven. Sometimes, some Christians forget that we are going to heaven. Sometimes, it's as if everything is ending here. No. We are pilgrims. So, remind yourself that I'm a candidate of the kingdom for heaven. And diligently, diligently work at it. Hallelujah. Amen. Philippians 2.12. He said, work. Give me the amplified version of Philippians 2.12. Philippians chapter 2 verse 12. Therefore, my beloved dear ones, as you have always obeyed my suggestions, so now not only with the enthusiasm you will show in my presence, but much more because I'm absent. Work out, cultivate, carry out to the goal, and fully complete your own salvation with reverence and awe and trembling. Self-distrust with serious caution. Hallelujah. Tenderness of conscience, watchfulness against temptation, timidity, shrinking from whatever might offend God and discredit the name of Christ. If I do anything to discredit the name of Christ, tomorrow, will not be nice. Hallelujah. So, remind yourself and work out your salvation with fear and trembling. And I like Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul with all his abilities and all that. You, you hear what he said in, 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 in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27? Anytime I read that, I say, hey, if he is saying that, then I also need to take heed. He says, 
He says, but like a boxer, I buffet my body, handle it roughly, discipline it by hardship, and subdue it for fear that after proclaiming to others the gospel and the things pertaining to it, I myself should become unfit, not able to stand the test, and be what? Unapproved and rejected as a counterfeit. So, Lord, help me not to be a counterfeit. That is Paul talking. Paul, Paul. He said, after I, I make sure that I also don't get disqualified. So remind yourself that you are a candidate of the kingdom for heaven. Hallelujah. Amen. Number three. Know that God, God is gone ahead of you for your tomorrow. So take a step at a time. Know that God has gone ahead of you for your tomorrow. So take, don't rush in life. Some want like within a twinkle of an eye everything should happen. That is not God. He's a God of seasons and times. Amen? He said, you will prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy. God will prepare a table for every child of his. You see, but the issue is that he who knows us knows the kind of dish that is good for us. So maybe for Sister A, it will be banku. Brother B, it will be rice and stew. For Sister S, it will be kelewili. Now let me ask this question. Who likes kelewili here? <laughs> I like kelewili. But let me ask the question. The preparation time for kelewili and the preparation time for banku, which is longest? Which one? So, if mine is kelewele, he will finish my kelewele first. But he's still preparing your banku for you. Is someone listening to me? Life is a race. It's not a competition. So, don't compare yourself with anybody. So, when God prepares my table, he says, John, your kelewele is ready. Don't forget that he's still in the business of preparing your banku. Hello. 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 So wait. And when it is time, he also call you for yours. I remember when we were kids, we go to the field, go and play football, play football, and then we come home. And we are sweating, and then we're hungry. So, hey, mommy, again, anyway, again. So the, the rice is on the stew, it's, it's on, the, on, the, on the fire. So, oh, yeah, yeah, take my answer. Yeah, take my answer. Tell my answer. You put your hand in it, it bends. And you have to wait till it cools. So why do you have to go through that? Wait for the time. Tell your neighbor, wait for the time. Your definitely your time will come. Tomorrow is there. Amen? Because God has gone ahead of you. In this journey of life, God is always a step ahead for our victory, for our promotion, for our breakthroughs. So never rush. Rely on him. 
and never go outside his range of influence. Is someone listening to me? He has a range for our influence. Just take time and don't go outside his range of influence. And make sure you are always at your location of the commandment of his blessing in your life. Amen? I heard somebody said, he came to me, I, I have to travel. I have to travel. And, and I remember, he even made it a song. He went 10 years, nothing. Heard of somebody who struggled, went, he went very well. In two weeks' time, he was dead. I'm not saying traveling is bad. No, 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 no. But just make sure you don't miss your location for the commandment of his blessing. So you rely on him. Bible says, curse is the man who makes man his arm of flesh. So if you have tomorrow in mind, hey, you will know that God is ahead of you and is making things to work for you. He's fixing things. Hallelujah. Amen. King Asa went off and God was angry with him. He said, but when you were in trouble the first time, you call upon me and I help you. So why is it that this time you are relying on men? I'm talking to somebody here. So why is it time you want to do it your own way? You've forgotten about God. You've forgotten about the God of this altar. And following other people. Remember that tomorrow is there. You may think, oh, it's okay. But tomorrow may not be okay. Because whatever a man soweth, he shall reap it. That's what you and I must know. It's a divine law that works everywhere. Hallelujah. Amen. Say, Lord, help me to rely on you. Beware his commanded blessing is at all times. Jeremiah 17.5 Number four. If we have tomorrow in mind, we must be conscious of God at all times everywhere. That is why in Psalm 19 verse 14, because David was always conscious of God, said, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be accepted because he was conscious of God. I don't know whether you are conscious of even as you are seated. Otherwise, you will not allow some of the things that are going through your mind right now to be going through your mind. Your God knows it. Praise the Lord. Understand that God sees everything. So stop acting and be a doer. Stop the pretense and be real. Be genuine. Because there's a place called tomorrow. Hallelujah. Amen. So be conscious of otherwise you incur his displeasure and sometimes you miss his specific and definite blessings and breakthroughs. 
Because you do and say things that you ought not to. You go to places that you, you are not supposed to. Talking to somebody here. Hallelujah. Amen. So be conscious of God at all times. If you are conscious of God, as Colossians 3.23 says, and whatever you do, do it as unto God and not as unto men. So if it is given, you giving us unto God. Amen? How can you make a vow before God and you, you, you live as if you forgot him? Hello? Praise the Lord. Am I talking to somebody here? And, and sometimes I say we are dealing with men. No. Do you know what he said in Ecclesiastes chapter 4? Oh, God help us. Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 4. Let, listen to what he said. Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 4. If, if you are conscious of God, you always redeem your vow. Amen. He says, when thou vowest a vow unto God, it's not unto man. Defer not to pay it for, the, for he has no pleasure in fools. That's not my word. Hello? So, when the envelope is given to you, you are able to return it without anything in it. And you think that is okay, have tomorrow in mind. He says, pay that which thou hast vowed. Five. Better is it that thou shouldest not vow than that thou shouldest vow and not pay. Hallelujah. Six. Suffer not thy mouth to cause thy flesh to sin. Neither said thou before the angel that it was an error. Wherefore should God be angry at thy voice and destroy the work of your hands. Be conscious of God. Not only in church, in your home. Know that he's with you and I there. Everywhere you go, he's with us. He says his eyes are moving to and fro. So don't think anything can be hidden from him. Praise the Lord. And whatever I do, my decision and actions will affect my tomorrow. Hallelujah. If, if you know that you have tomorrow in mind, give me some few minutes, you always control yourself to humble yourself. He said, pride goes before a fall. 16, 18, Proverbs. If you have tomorrow in mind, you work on yourself to be humble. Praise Jesus. Hello? Am I talking to somebody here? Live a life of humility. Otherwise, you mess up your tomorrow. I've seen a lot of people mess up their tomorrow because they got somewhere and they think, hey, I have arrived. I said, pride goes before destruction. I love what he said in Proverbs chapter 22, verse 4. He said, through humility and the fear of God, you always have life. You always have honor. He said, by humility and the fear of God are what? Riches and honor 
and life. See what humility can do for you. It means that if I don't have humility and the fear of God, minus riches, minus honor, and minus life. See, there are a lot of people who have wounded themselves because they allow the spirit of pride to eat them up. I've seen a lot. I said, no, you don't need me to lay hands on you. Go work on your pride. That is your deliverance. Hello? Am I talking to somebody here? We are preparing ourselves. This year is a very good year. And so we need to understand these things and put ourselves in shape and let God who said, I have not seen, neither ear have heard, neither has it come into the heart of what God has prepared. He has prepared goodies for you and I. But we must remind ourselves that the goodies are before us and there are conditions that we need to follow to meet them. Not just coming to church. Amen? Come to church and let church church you. But don't come to church, church. Talking to somebody. So it's not just about coming to church. But I'm coming to receive, to do something about my life so that God will behold my actions, my desires, and my dedication, and he will open heavens upon me. Amen? That I'm coming to church to prop myself up so that I can steady his word, which will rebuke me, which will correct me, which will give me direction. Hello? And also prepare myself so that my ears will be sharpened to hear him. It's not only the ministers that hear from God. Every child of God has the capacity to hear from God. Is somebody listening to me? He will speak to you in a way you understand. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, let humility work for you. In Peter, 1 Peter 5 said, Peter said to the Christians, he was talking to Christians. When you are studying scripture, look at the setting, the context. Sometimes you think it's for, no. He said, humble yourself therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Humble yourself so that you receive your tomorrow exhortation. Hallelujah. Amen. If, if you have tomorrow in mind, you value the need for a spiritual father, for a covering over your head, for a shepherd over you, to counsel you, to direct you, to protect you, and to feed you. Amen? Somebody told, the spirit of God is everywhere. So, me, I can sit by the radio and have my chest service. Say, so you are sick. Sick. And you are in danger. He said, and the Lord, he adds everyone that is saved to the church to bring them under authority. That is how God has instituted it. 
You cannot come and detect to him. He said he called it. The church is a called out to hear God. Not a called people to give their own fashion and their own opinion. No! Well, sorry, somebody. He said, I mean, I'm a Libra. I said, you are sick. What is Libra? If your liberality is conforming to the standards of God, praise God. If you're Libra, and you know what he was telling me? Libra, because, oh, let us leave these gay people. If that's what they think they want, I say, you are sick. Make sure you also don't become one. That's what I told her. Somebody hearing me? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You bring yourself under a spiritual covering. So, in this great house, we have the papa as our covering. You, you cannot just do it anyway, anyhow. That's why I believe that, yes, we have churches of God around. But it's not just any church that you just enter. Let God direct you where you can find good pasture. Am I talking to somebody here? So, stop there. So, yes, you see, how can you make... The restaurant, always your eating place. That's what some of us are doing. Today you are here, you are there. So you are eating all manner of stuff. And your system is toxic. The Lord help us. In Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 15, listen to what God said. He said, and I will give them pastors after my own heart. Who will feed them? So it is God who gives. It's not just like, okay, C, 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 Nanak. Okay, I choose this one. No, pray and know where you have to be. If you are here, you have to be there. So them that are planted, just plant yourself well. I was telling somebody, look, look. It's not just plant yourself well and you see the glory of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Paul said in 2028 of Acts, he said, feed. He said, the, 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 the pastor, the elders, the leaders are given to feed to help us. And so in 13, 17 of, 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 of Hebrews said, obey and submit. If you have tomorrow in mind, you will not just treat authority anyway, anyhow. Oh. Do not joke with God's authority in your life. Many have walked on slippery grounds and have wounded themselves. Because they take things for granted. Oh, it's like, oh, I mean, it's like, oh, it's like. And they think the church is like the workplace. They think the church is like the nation. No. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. If you have tomorrow in mind, determine to be a blessing in this season. That you be a blessing. Because he called us and blessed us to be a blessing. He said, cast your, water, your the bread upon the waters and tomorrow you do what? You find them. Let your tomorrow come with the bread that you cast upon the waters. He said, it's more blessed to give than to what? To receive. Hallelujah. He said, give and it shall be given back to you. He let yourself to be a blessing. Hallelujah. In 2019, I, I preached in a church in the UK and, and we're talking about investment. Be a blessing. 
for your life to be an investment for the morrow. And after the preaching, it was so wonderful that the man of God, the pastor, uh, he was moved. He, he took the day's collection because God touched him and said, look, you know, UK is not easy. Eh? For UK, want to even give you one pound. Hey, it's not easy. One pound, it's not easy. Somebody was says, ah, so what is the difference? Said, two pounds, my friend. Then I just, so two pounds now you want to mess up my life. <laughs> he took that day's collection and by direction gave it to a sister who was in a need because she was being kicked out of her house. And I said, this is a sure investment. And the Lord honored it. Hallelujah. Be a blessing. It's a casting. Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 1. The last thing I will talk about is if you have tomorrow in mind, do not exist today without an expectation. You must always have an expectation. In this season, anytime, anywhere, always have an expectation. Because the Bible says, there is hope for tomorrow. Hello? Jeremiah 31, 17. There is hope for tomorrow. Have an expectation and find out and know what to do with that expectation. Thank you, Lord. Last year in January, after we finished our, what do you call it? 31st. I was just sleeping and just send some messages because that's what the Lord then somebody called back. He said, oh uh, Apostle can I have your Momo number? Say, hey, Momo number. <laughs> so I said, my some, some. but the money that came, hey, I was shaking. But then the Lord just I said, no. She has a need. So I called her that for this Anna that you've done, that need, and her need was that she needed a child. And the Lord put it on my and I prayed with her. Just this December, she sent me a WhatsApp. He said, because I didn't talk so much with her. He said, Apostle, I have good news. I said, I know. Hold on, let me tell you the good news. So yeah, I have a bountiful baby girl. Praise God. Because I, I cannot also be under the gynae doctor and not also portray. You see, but what I want you and I to learn that she had an expectation and he found out what she should do. Because he told me that, mm, Apostle, I'm not done well as far as you are concerned. So please send me your momo. Because she knew that she was supposed to do something. And, and it was big. When I say it's big, it's big. Eh? It's big. Me, myself, I was shaking. I said, let me pray for you. This is the need. So when you are in December, I said, I have, I have a surprise. I said, no. I told you, hold on. I know the surprise. You have it? I said, yes, I have a baby girl. To God's praise and glory. So have an expectation. But the most important thing, as we go through this year is that find out what you must be doing as far as your expectations are concerned. The Lord will talk to you. 
you will do something for something to happen.